You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. It is Sam and Greg on this Sunday morning, 21st day of August. We say to you, good morning, Georgia. Morning. And a good morning to you folks in Decatur. And Decatur, where it's, where it's greater. Yeah, it's greater in Decatur, always. as you always say. It is. Yeah, man. Better believe it. Yeah. <laughs> no doubt. Decatur Bulldogs. Yeah. yeah. Is the softball country club still over there? No. Okay, long because gone. They got a bunch of houses a, and condos and stuff over there. I think really? that was, yeah. Mm. Yeah, people living over there now. That's too it's, bad. Well, you know what I mean? If you got any spare speck, speck of parcel of grand, uh, land anywhere around here, we're going to put apartments. They need to put some more go-kart tracks up. No, no, no. Apartments. <laughs> That's what, That's I'm what we're doing. Anywhere in the metro area where they can build just, can we wedge them in this way? We can turn them sideways and they That's can true. enter this way. And they're going to have a little bitty parking lot. They have to park those cars nice and tight. And we can put some apartments right there. <laughs> and, <laughs> and before they can build the last one, it'll be full of people. It's amazing how this happens in this town, man. It really, it really no, is. you're right. You're right. You know what I have slept on today, and, and we should at least the next couple hours before we get on out of here, is is just tip our hat because we became complete on this day. I say we meaning America. We became complete for what we know it to be right now. We got our 50th state on this day. You remember what year that was? Oh, somewhere in the late 50s. Yes. In fact, you couldn't get any later. 1959. 59, okay. Hawaii became our 50th state on this day. And so we, we, you know, at some point, don't be surprised. We got to hear some Hawaii 5 We got to hear some, well, no, we ain't playing Tiny Bubbles. No Tiny Bubbles? I ain't playing no Don Man, you got to play some Tiny Bubbles. If you want some, if it's your show, if you want some, if you want some Tiny Bubbles, (laughs) (laughs) Eric, you're going to have to find Don Ho's Tiny Bubbles. Those are the only two pieces of music I know associated with Hawaii. Or just that, about that Hawaii. Yeah, you know, you know what? I remember going to to the uh, Sugar Bowl the year that Georgia played Hawaii in New Orleans, and, and it, it was the funny thing because it's in January, right? Yeah. And so all these people from Hawaii were at this bowl game in New Orleans, and it was cold, so they had to go all buy coats because they didn't own coats. You know, they all had to mm. go and buy jackets, and I'm like, what are they gonna do with them when they get back home? They're gonna be like window shades or something. <laughs> <laughs> They got no use for them back home. They, people, it, was, it was so funny watching people from Hawaii go out and buy jackets and coats because they wanted to walk up through the French Quarter. They won't go out. You know, of course, game the game is played on the dome. You know, had a roof on that. But, you know, to go out and walk around and you do the things you like to do when you're in New Orleans, it was cold outside. Yep. And it was just neat. Yeah, I guess every once in a while it gets down to 50, I guess. Yeah, they, it's, I not, it's guess. not cold enough to have to go buy a coat like they needed there. You know, we're talking, talking uh, New, New Year's Eve. So, yeah, uh, yeah, they, they always bought something. I always wondered, man, what they going to do with them things when they get back home? You know, it's even more perplexing, and I don't know if this has happened to you or how many times it has happened to you, but it's happened to me a couple times in my lifetime, and I always turn my head and make that Scooby-Doo noise. 
Why is it that I'm driving down the road and I see a car in front of me with a license plate from Hawaii? I don't know. I never seen that. Before. I have seen that like maybe two times in my life. Whoa! Both times, I just it, and I've heard other people say that. Now, okay, we, we're obviously not going to come to a conclusion how this happened, but yeah, you never you never seen one. No, seen it a couple times. Once in Chicago, once in Miami. I remember seeing it. So I could see somebody doing that if they just had the loot to do it, just to do it, just to get reaction. <laughs> well, <laughs> just people walk. You know, I could see somebody doing that just to say, "Let me just drive this car down the road here and just see if people, you know, park it here." And so many people walk up to me and say, "Man, how'd you do that?" Yeah, really. Yeah, yeah. Um, we were talking to John Grant earlier, and he, as he was giving us um, just the, just the stuff on the periphery from this Miak Swack Challenge, the game itself and the other stuff too, Chains doing a concert and other things, connection with Black Panther. And it got me thinking about the live programming that is needed on all the platforms um, that we have now in 2022. You got your, you, you know, you, you got the things that people binge watching, the scripted shows and even, even the reality shows. But the one thing you are guaranteed to get an audience for when it happens is live events. And, and and they are constantly trying to to grab some of these. I bring this up is because there's another trend that's going on here, and that's these documentaries. And it all kind of started, I believe, with with Jordan and and uh, the Last Dance. I don't know if you heard. There's another one coming out, and LeBron James and Dwayne Wade. Uh oh, hang on a second. Got something that just gotta started. Talking here, LeBron James and Dwayne Wade, they are producing the documentary about the Redeem team. Do you know when the Redeem team was? I had to remember when they gave themselves that name because there's you know there's only one. Two thousand four. No, but they did it because of two thousand four, okay. and Mr. Crenshaw was there, Eric. He the there Redeem were. team. The that Redeem the Redeem team is from the two thousand eight Beijing okay. Olympics. Yeah. And okay. their quest for the gold because in 2004 in Athens, yeah. the boys got bronze, yeah, right? they got a scrap iron medal over there. I don't know if they even brought them things home. They might have left them over there. <laughs> yeah, and you were there. You were at the uh, yeah. that, that 04 Olympics. Yeah. I even went to a, I went to a basketball game there. And, and for a minute, the U.S. team, they were playing Greece. And, and people in that part of Europe, well, in Europe period, loved the game of basketball. And so the arena they were playing in, it may have held about – Eight, nine thousand people, maybe, and uh, it was packed. And we're riding around, you know, Athens to our different venues during the day. And the the Greek bus drivers are, are they were talking trash at us, you guys, America. Hey, yeah, hey, in a Greek we, accent. Oh, yeah, they were just saying we're gonna get you guys tonight. We we got something for you guys tonight. And to start the second half, they for a moment tied the game, and I thought the building was gonna fall apart. I thought the bill, I mean, they got so loud in that place because they're chanting like they would, chanting and singing like they would at soccer. Oh, but it's uh -oh. in basketball, right? Oh, yeah. And, man, it was a totally different vibe. I was like, whoa. Uh, thankfully, U.S. did pull that one out. But, yeah, I got a chance to experience that. But my guy was telling me as loud as this place is, they said if Jordan, Magic, and Bird walk through the door right now, the place would get silent and everything would stop. I believe it. That's the impact that that team, you know, had right. on, on on all of Europe. So, pop quiz: Of course, America, uh, USA brought home the bronze. Who brought home the gold that year, Mister uh, Clarkson? I I don't have it in front of me, so I couldn't remember. Two thousand four. Oh, Mano Ginobili's. Um, oh, team. Argentina. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was fresh off an NBA championship and was uh, on his way to building his Hall of Fame resume that he is uh, about to get as he's one of the newest 
NBA Hall of Fame. Well, it's not NBA Hall of Fame. It's Basketball Hall basketball of Fame. Basketball Hall of Fame. There you go. There you go. I know he said it much more about Tony Tony Parker, too. He's part of that show. I wonder if he's going to get in there. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. That, yeah, I think so. I think so. But, but you know what? We, and, we, and this is our segment, so we'll be talking basketball. And I, I'll say something. We got some other Lakers news, but one thing they did announce this week, the Lakers, they're going to retire the number of Pau Gasol. I know. I just, I, I okay. Yeah, I kind of scratched my head on that one. Yeah, too. me too. Me too. How y'all feeling about that? I, as we just said, we're scratching our head on that. God bless them. They can do what they want to do. <laughs> I, I don't, listen, he, he was there for some championships. He was, he was Kobe's running mate. I get that. Um, I'm looking at the, the other names here of, of, of jerseys that are hanging up. You got, you got Kareem. Wilt. You got Shaq. You got Wilt. Magic. You got Magic. Worthy. Worthy. Elgin Baylor. Yeah. Jerry West. Jamal Wilkes, Gail Goodrich. No Pat Riley. Um, um, no, well, there's no other coaches there, right? Well, I guess not. Okay. Yeah. But, 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 okay. But Gasol goes with this list. And Kobe's not up there yet. Well, Kobe's got to be coming. No, no he's Kobe there, he's is up there. Kobe, he's up there with both numbers. He's up there with both numbers. He's there. Mm-hmm. I look at I look at what Paul Gasol did to and contributed to the Lakers, much like uh, what was who named Gail Goodrich and or Jamal Wilkes. Well, uh, no, nah, he wasn't as good as Jamal Wilkes. Jamal yeah. Wilkes had that crazy, just patented great shot. Yeah, off the but, glass. That dude used the window like didn't he though? Yeah. Didn't he though? But that's why I, it's there. Will you show that to kids today? They'll look at you like, huh? <laughs> was he better than Duncan? Yeah. Who? Off the glass. To, different the, different styles. Because yeah, he would do it. Style, yeah, different. Tim did his day. underneath the basket. Uh, Jamal was a little farther out there, though. But, I, I listen, I don't know. I, I If they feel like he contributed that much, and uh, I know he's got a great relationship with Jeannie and, and, and them and, and Kurt Rambis. And did he play with Rambis for a minute? Or when no, Rambus coached no, the team, when no, Rambus was no. coaching, didn't he? Wasn't he? No. on the team. No, no. But he was he he was still in Memphis then, if I if I recall correctly. He he didn't come until okay. So he came um, in 08. Yeah. So when Phil stepped down the first time, Phil was if Phil probably was back when they traded for Paul because if I got to look it up, but I'm pretty sure he didn't he didn't play for Rambus, but. Regardless, I don't think the little bit of time that he did. I mean, if you're going to give uh, Paul Gasol, you retire his number. You got to re- retire Lamar Odom's too. <laughs> I mean, they whoa, were both the, they both were part of the same championship teams. Mm. If, if that's the if that's the, if that's the you know the the you know it though the, the, you, you, the you, barrier. Know, you know what's ha- you know what's happening here though because of the NBA has gone so global. He would he would be. Well, that's what the Hall of Fame is for. Well, I'm just saying. All right, so let me ask you. Let me ask you a question. NBA NBA loves global. Then let me do this to you. Then let me do this to you. You're going to bring up. You're going to bring up Lamar Odom. Paul was a rookie of the year for the Memphis Grizzlies. uh, He was. It doesn't matter. He was a rookie of the. He was an NBA. How's that help him get his jersey retired in L.A.? No, but I'm saying it's his body of work. I'm only trying to come up with. I'm only trying. I'm only trying to come up with any kind of reasons why they, the Lakers, would do this. Yes, he's got a hand. He got a knuckle full of 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 time spent with other teams, but I'm just asking. His does his overall attributes? Two time champion. All star was it six times, five times, uh, rookie of the year, and all the other accolades he got overseas. Is that something that the Lakers decided we want to shine a light on not only what he did with the Lakers, but his overall career? That's the only thing I'm reaching for. And as you say, I'm reaching. 
Yeah, big time. Okay, and, and, so I don't think he, I mean I I wouldn't that wouldn't be a name that I would I would think of you know first. So. And, and and I was a Paul Gasol fan, and until this day, and you know what, Sharif Abdul Rahim is a friend of mine. I appreciate everything Sharif's doing in this neighborhood and what he's doing for the NBA G League and things like that. And of course, he's a local product. Mm-hmm. That was a trade in Hawks history that did not go the best way when they traded the rights to Paul Gasol away to bring Sharif to Atlanta. They wanted to bring him back home. Unfortunately, after that, he had some injuries. It didn't really turn out the way it would have. But what Paul Gasol could have done for this Hawks franchise is only a what if at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Because you know, we were supposed to talk a little Hawks. But we maybe I know. We but you brought this up here. And now you got me thinking about, okay, Paul Gasol or Byron Scott. Uh, I would yes. If Byron's not up there in the rafters, like I said, how many Byron we, up there, Sam? You got that list in front of no, you. Yeah. See, see, I'm going with Byron Scott before I go with. Paul. Like I said, like NBA said. loves global, man. Oh, that I agree with you. That, NBA that, loves absolutely, global. absolutely. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio, ninety two nine The Game, ninety two nine The Game dot com. This whole conversation started about let's spend some time talking the NBA uh, during this segment is because people feeling a certain way about. The Hawks getting Christmas off. Yeah, you know, not too crazy about that. We get to play tonight afterwards. <laughs> we, we get to, get to play Detroit. Uh, uh, yeah, you know what else? The, I think Atlanta and the Hawks have officially become LeBron's birthday party. Why does the LeBron show always come to town on December 30th, which is his birthday? It happens yeah. every year, and that's when the Lakers come every year. I think he calls the NBA commissioner and says, yeah, I want to have my birthday party in Atlanta. And a lot of times he'll come here and not play in the game. Because <laughs> he's got a birthday party lined yeah, up somewhere. Yeah, so, on. so so if you listen out there, you might not want to buy those Lakers tickets if you're hoping to see LeBron because he usually takes that night off. And it is his birthday, December 30th. It's, a, it's amazing how they moved that game to like before the first of the year. That game used to always That's right. place. It's always in March. The, it was oh, always yeah. mid-March. Yeah, always. And that, that game has been moved now uh, to the other side of, of the holidays uh, of, of New since, Year's. Since he's been with them, this will be the third time they've been here in late December Right around the time of his birthday. Well, he's spending yeah. a bunch of money. Maybe he needs it for tax purposes before the end know. of the year. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll see. <laughs> I, don't I mean, with that, that, like I said, we didn't get a Christmas Day game this week, and Trey Young showed he wasn't happy about it, what he thought about it. We're going to open up with Houston, and, and that's how we start on, uh, on October 19th. Uh, things get started. And we do get the MLK holiday game, but we should always say, get yeah. we should always get that game. We invented that game. Yep. The years when we didn't have Atlanta in it, I was like, why, how? How do you take something away from something that, that we invented, right? We have that game. And like I said, we can put a chip. Let's go out and show folks last spring. Spring of last year was no fluke. That's what I say this Hawks team does. Miles Garrett, Fox 5, up in New Jersey, getting ready for Monday night football. Jets and Falcons. We're going to talk to Miles next. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. Take us with you on the Odyssey app. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. It's Sam and Greg on this Sunday morning. Thank you for making us part of your Sunday morning. And I ask you guys, I don't know if I've ever asked you guys this before, because I could just, like, listen to this all day long. Were you a David Lee Roth or a Sammy Hagar Van Halen fan? David Lee Roth. Or neither? David Lee Roth. You were David Lee Roth? Yeah. Eric, you got an opinion one way or the other? I guess not. Um, I only knew David, David Lee. <laughs> not Ross, a fa- so. If you're not a fan of them, then you can say I ain't a fan. Yeah. 
I know. I mean, I, I like that song. I remember some of the some of the videos, but I don't even know who okay. the other guy you named was. So I know David Lee Roth, and that's, you, that's hang my on a second. Final we just answer. got a story there. Do you you never heard of Sammy Hagar? Uh, no, just sir. say okay. All right, I love you. I love you to pieces, man. Uh, yeah. Should, should I, I should I know who? Yes, Sammy you Hagar? should, and that's okay though. That's okay. Miles, that's, do you know who Sammy Hagar is? Because Miles uh, is on. Well, I was about to ask Miles yeah, that. Go and, ahead. And Miles's eyes just and a mouth opened up too. I would imagine that you said that you didn't know who the lead singer was of Van Halen. But if not even that, his solo career. But maybe I'm wrong. Miles Garrett, uh, Fox Five. He's we've been reaching out to him these last few weeks. He has been. Excellent on the show, letting us know what's going on with our Atlanta Falcons. He's up in New Jersey right now. My first question is about what's he had as far as, you know, places to go and eat up there. But since you brought this up, we got a guy on our staff here who doesn't know who Sammy Hagar is. Should I should I give him a hard time or, or should he know? Yeah, you should definitely give him a hard time because I'm actually more of a Sammy Hagar guy myself. Yeah, to me too. Man, okay. I, do, I do love David Lee Roth. Like, David Lee Roth is the OG guy, but... I like a lot, not a lot, but I like a few, just a tad bit more of. Uh, okay, Sammy's guys, a singer. Yeah, if you yeah, got exactly. a, if, if you got David a big part, a performer. There you go. I couldn't have said it better myself. You got a big event going on. You got Van Halen. You got Spicoli's party from Fast Times at Ridgemont High. You want David Lee Roth, but if you want to hear some music and hear these guys yeah. as as they play, you want Sammy Hagar. And, and that's okay, Eric. That's our, and, and listen, we got nothing but love for Eric. Uh, Sam and I have been in, in, in schooling him on a number of different things. We're going to stick to movies right now because he just put Blazing Saddles on his on his list of movies to watch. He's going to enjoy that, isn't he? Uh, I'm going to be honest. I haven't waited to see that one either. <laughs> okay. Well, we got some other folks. <laughs> I mean, Miles, man, listen, thanks. You've been enjoying your time up there. You got some days off up there in New Jersey. Uh, just today. Today's my only day off, so certainly taking advantage of it. Going to take uh, my guy DJ Shockley around town. He's never seen New York before, so I'm giving him the best tour I can as someone who's been up here a handful of times. Did, did we lose Mr. Crenshaw? No, right here, oh, okay. right here. Miles, look, uh, <laughs> thoughts about some things. I want to go back to Friday. Uh, these guys have some joint workouts, and, uh, boy, I heard things got a little, got a little chippy there. A coach tried to play it down, but what did you think about that? Yeah, I mean, I, we've we've seen kind of a little bit all over the league, to be honest with you, with some of these joint practices, teams getting a little chippy. I think it's the first time that they're, you know, finally actually able to hit somebody else in practice. They're getting a little sick of it. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, there was a few scuffles. I wouldn't say any of them were too serious. Um, day one, there was, I believe, two or three. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, nothing, nothing big. It was separated up pretty quickly by the coaches. They don't want to see their guys getting hurt or anything like that. Um, I believe the first day, uh, I think Sauce Gardner tried to get involved in one of them, and all the coaches in the media were like, nope, 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 not going to happen. You're too valuable. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, then, then yesterday there was a little one that looked like it was about to break out. But, again, it, it's all died down at the end of practice. It seems. I mean, even some of the players who were chirping at each other, um, I, just, I, I couldn't see his name. I just saw his number. I think number 39 for the Jets was, was getting in Felipe Franks' face. But post-practice, they were actually, like, doing some one-on-one drills together, trying to get better. So I think it's just all part of the competition. Folks, spending time on the waitfor.com hotline this morning with Miles Garrett. He is social. You can find him on Twitter at MilesGarrettTV, at MilesGarrettTV. Okay, what do we look for tomorrow night? And the reason I ask this question is, it seems like the traditional pattern of the third preseason game being like the dress rehearsal where the starters all play together throughout that first half and maybe some of the, uh, of the, of the third quarter it seems like there's no really scheme here with these three preseason games instead of two. 
I'm thinking about, you know, is the second game the one where you play everybody? Will the third game be the one? Or will they be or will there be one? You know, where you get them playing for the entire first half like you would uh, the traditional third game of the postseason. What are you seeing? Yeah, this is actually something that Arthur Smith has kind of kept a little close to the chest. We've tried to get some of that information out of him. Like we've asked, I mean, even yesterday we asked Kyle Pitts how much he thinks he's going to play in this second preseason game, and he was like, I have no idea, ask Coach Smith. So it's uh, it's a little bit up in the air. I think he likes to keep that uh, close to the vest, but uh, there's certainly a lot of position battles to pay attention to. I mean, just about every single position is, is something of interest outside of maybe the tight end position because we know who the starter is, but – um, you know, everywhere else, it is kind of up in the air. You kind of want to see what these guys can do, even the starters, you know, especially on the offensive line where you basically have just two positions set in stone. The rest are all open competition. And it's the, arguably the biggest area of concern for this team right now. So you, you want to see someone maybe stand out there. Um, and I expect Arthur Smith to, to keep those guys going. Um, he, uh, you know, guys like Marcus Mariota, I expect him to maybe play, you know, in another drive or so like he did against the Lions, you know, those guys who don't necessarily need to play longer than they should, like, you know, Grady Jarrett, those types of guys, uh, A.J. Terrell. So other than that, you have a lot of competition going on, and I assume at least that everyone else should play, and we might even see a little bit of a Felipe Franks at quarterback. Who knows? We know Desmond Ritter got a lot of time last week, so yeah. uh, we might see a third quarterback finally play. Wouldn't be a bad idea. Wouldn't be a bad idea. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game. 92.9thegame.com. Let me ask you a question. You talked about Coach Smith keeping things close to the vest. Uh, with this year plus that he has now been at the helm, what is your observation as far as him and his communication with the media? It's not adversarial other than maybe D-Led getting under his skin a little bit every once in a while. <laughs> but beside that, um, just what are your thoughts on him as far as you dealing with him and, and him dealing with the media? Is it is it a pretty good relationship right now? I don't want you to say anything bad about him, but just overall, as far as your time uh, dealing, uh, speaking with him. No, not at all. Uh, He is a little bit like Belichick sometimes. Sometimes I I say that very lightly when he when it comes to that, because he can be very dry when you ask him certain questions. But at the same time, I think a lot of the media members, myself included, really like Arthur Smith because he kind of tells it like it is. Like he he's not going to fluff anything for you and. It's a stark contrast to, to Dan Quinn, you know, as someone who, who covered a lot of those press conferences. Um, you know, you'd ask him a question and he'd, he'd fluff it up. You know, he'd, he'd you know, make it sound a lot better than maybe it actually is. Where, as Arthur Smith kind of, you know, he, he'll, he'll say it like he sees it. You know, he, we asked him one time about, you know, just how he approaches players, you know, around preseason time. Uh, if they're not doing well and, you know, if they, they might be cut, like, how do you communicate that with them? He's straight up, like, you know, I, I'll tell them like it is. I won't fluff anything up for them. If they're not doing well, I'll tell them they're about to get cut. So they need to keep, they need to play better. And I'd say that's a pretty good philosophy for how he deals with the media. You know, if you ask him a question, you know, he's not going to, you know, fluff around it. He'll just kind of give his, his straight up opinion on it. And you'll know he's telling the truth because he usually always gives his firm opinion on it and doesn't, uh, so are you seeing a transformation from because they say you know a team is an extension of their coach and Dan Quinn was a certain type of guy and as I mean you talk about somebody who was who was always trying to pump folks up and he had his personality are you seeing a overall sort of change as to how these guys carry themselves versus you know under the Dan Quinn regime yeah I'd say so and I wouldn't necessarily say it's mostly the 
the the coach, but it, it's a result of a lot of things. It's a result of the coach. It's a result of of all these new players. I mean, this is just an entirely new team that we had under Dan Quinn. So the, the personality is a little bit different than than what we had there, especially at the quarterback position. Obviously, that goes without saying. But uh, yeah, I, I think this team has sort of assumed a new identity this year. It, it was a little bit. It wasn't as noticeable last year. I think it's a little bit more noticeable this year when you're around the team. Uh, there is a different vibe to them. Uh, they, they, they do seem slightly different. They, they seem well gone from the whole Dan Quinn era, I will say. That, that whole fast and physical, you know, the T-shirt stuff. We're not, we're not really seeing that anymore. They seem a lot more, you know, straight to the point. This is our assignment. Let's do it type, type deal. Spending time on the waitfor.com hotline with Miles Garrett. He is there in, in Jersey. Um, <laughs> why are you laugh when I say? Because like I that? never heard you do it. Like you're, that's, you're that's what they are. You from Jersey? What exit? Uh, he's Jersey. <laughs> he and DJ Shockley. on the gabagool up here. <laughs> hey, it's right there. That's right, pal. <laughs> uh, getting set for the Bar Nights uh, second preseason game. A game you can hear, by the way, here on Sports Radio ninety two nine. The game, Miles. I'm watching for the running game. Uh, obviously, we want to see the quarterbacks being more mobile and, and connecting with receivers. But I feel like the running game is a big part of. Uh, allowing the quarterbacks to do more of what we were seeing them do, a, a, a consistent running game that challenges the opponent to, to not take it for granted, to knowing that that's something that they have to deal with. I, I think I want to see them do a little bit more of that if possible in this game. What particular area will you be watching uh, closely for tomorrow night? Yeah, and you're not wrong. Arthur Smith really wants to establish that. Uh, absolutely. That's going to be – part of his game once he finally gets all the players and every you know everything he wants with this offense ready to go he wants to establish that run game and that's certainly a very interesting battle to watch i really want to see a lot more of tyler algier this week uh, we got a couple glimpses of him uh, against detroit but damian williams also been turning some heads at the running back position i think that's a very exciting area to to pay attention to me myself i'm i'm more on the, the offensive line side just because that's the biggest area of concern that I've uh, been paying attention to, and I think a lot of fans are aware of too, just because of the uncertainty there and just so many guys who are all competing for that starting position. You know, it, it can be a little tricky when you don't have a set group of guys that don't have established chemistry together on the offensive line and you have all this competition. You know, granted, their teammates, they all get along, of course, but you know, you, there is a little bit of a noticeable difference when you have a starting five that has been together for a while and kind of knows the flow of everything and, and, and is a solid unit overall. I mean, we saw that in 2016 and the kind of the earlier days of the Falcons, you know, when they had guys like uh, Harvey Dahl, Todd McClure, you know, the early days of Jake Matthews, that type of thing. And the offensive line wasn't that like it is right now, but uh, that's, that's what I'm looking at. I want to see Jalen Mayfield step up. I want to see that competition with Elijah Wilkinson. Um, I really want to see that, who wins the center battle because Matt Hennessy and Drew Dahlman seem to be the exact same player right now, and none of them seem to be separating from each other. So uh, what are we going to see there? Will Caleb McGarry finally make a make a jump here? So it's it, there's a lot of things I'm paying attention to on the offensive line. Miles, before we let you go here, just a quick uh, flyover of the division and your thoughts on the matchups the Falcons are going to face, starting off with New Orleans, we can see what's going. As you as you have watched what this these teams have gone through in preseason, and what you know with the Falcons and their matchups, what you think they're going to look like? Well, the Saints are a bit of an enigma for me. Um, I'm not really sure what to expect, just because of the new quarterback, the new coach, and I don't know the health of Jameis right now. I think he 
he was injured a few weeks back, so I'm not quite sure what kind of Jameis Winston we'll see. And are we going to see 30 interception Jameis or 30 touchdown Jameis? There's, there's a lot of different uh, different Jameis Winston, but uh, it, it's kind of up in the air. You know, I, I I don't know what to expect from guys like Michael Thomas this year after last year. I don't know what to see from Alvin Kamara because, you know, as we all know, running backs often have a short shelf life. And right. how is he going to play with a new quarterback that's not Drew Brees? So uh, the the Saints are a little bit of a question mark, and honestly, the Panthers are too. I don't know what I'm going to see from Baker Mayfield as a Panther. Uh, Matt Rule, I've never been, you know, sold. I I was at the beginning, but not as of late. I think the Panthers made a mistake of of not getting rid of of Matt Rule. I think they're going to be waiting a little bit too long. But it's it's, it's an interesting situation. You know, Baker, he has his fans and he doesn't have his fans. So... Uh, it, it, it's another type of Jameis Winston situation. Which one are we going to see? Was he a result of a of a Brown system, or was he, you know, was it Baker Mayfield at the end of the day right. that was maybe causing the issues? So uh, there, there's there's some things to pay attention to in the division. Uh, the Browns, or excuse me, the Panthers start off against the Browns, so we'll get kind of a vibe of of. I'm sure Baker will be looking for blood in that first game. Uh, so uh, yeah, it'll it'll be uh, it'll be fun. All right, man. Well, listen, Miles, as always, we thank you for getting up. Enjoy your time up there. Say it again, Sam. Yep. Enjoy Z. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I will, I, I will say, word to the wise, word to the wise fellas, do not mess with Jets Twitter. They will come after you for blood, man. I, I learned the hard way yesterday. Whoa. Did you now? Uh-oh. Oh, yeah. Do, do not say anything bad about them or they will come for you. What's that dude's name? Fireman? Is it Fireman Joe or what? <laughs> What's that dude's name? I don't think he does that anymore, does he? Oh, he does? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, he, was, he wasn't one of the ones that came after me, luckily. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> okay, well, be very careful. Stay, stay safe up there, Miles. Uh, again, Miles Garrett, Fox 5, joining us. We have got John Nelson hopefully joining us top of the hour. We're going to talk Atlanta United as they go at it today. And Corey McCartney getting back on these Braves. They, of course, uh, Corey, of course, uh, part of From the Diamond. You will hear here today. Uh, at 5 p.m. with Grant McCauley. But up next, going to let you know where some uh, money opportunities are for you. If you want to dip your toe into the film industry, get yourself in front of the camera as an extra or behind the camera, maybe you have another full-time job. let you know about that next. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. Take us with you on the Odyssey app. Sports Radio 929thegame929thegame.com. It is Sam and Greg on this Sunday morning, 21st day of August. How are you guys doing so far? I know you are tired as can be. You holding up all right? We're all right, man. All right. I, always, I, I Listen, and I apologize. I went down a rabbit hole last segment with Miles, and, and I, I could feel, I know when I'm not there, I can feel you two rolling your eyes at me. Okay. <laughs> when you get into I'm talking when about Van Halen the way like I was. That, Eric, would we roll our eyes? Would we, would we? Never, ever, ever. Never. No. Would, would we do Actually, that? Actually, y'all wouldn't. You just you just talk about me out loud and just kill my mic. <laughs> no, so, no, that's no. all right. Oh, we didn't do yeah, that. That's all right. We that's did okay. none of that. We I, did not do I, that. I, 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 I was just assuming. And so this is me catching myself, but the whole Sammy Hagar and Van Halen and getting on Eric about that, I apologize. You know, I got nothing but love. And, and even though the old jokes come flying at me, us, you know, by our producer. That's fine, you know. And but he has said repeatedly, Sam, to us that he enjoys gra- gathering the knowledge that we provide for him. 
Is that is that correct, Eric? Absolutely. Okay. I've learned everything. I learned. I take my notes and, and I make my, my mental notes and, and I got my list going here. I, it's beautiful. It's education. 92.9thegame.com <laughs> slash I got to find the next thing to get him to. I got him to NASCAR. We got him over to tennis. I got to think of the next thing to, to get him out to. I may drag him out to Eastlake this week if he's well, never I, been out I, to golf. Be, be, okay. Ooh. Oh, we I've been there. Top yeah, golf I've, thing. I've done the PGA Championship. Oh, you've not, been well, there. The Tour Championship. Tour Championship. A couple times. That's, can come, I, that's can coming I, to town. And that is, Greg, is this event flying below the radar? Hang on. Listen, I was just about to bring that up, and let's talk about that for a minute. And I, I know casting call is there, and I'll get to it in a second. But nobody gives a <laughs> about the BMW Championship, which is the third or the sec, second or third of the Tour Championship. Uh, playoffs. playoffs, if you will. Yep. But no, nobody gives a you-know-what. They just don't. Listen, it's bad enough when Tiger isn't playing, right? Now you got a lot of the big names. They ain't playing because they're on the live tour. So I don't know what golf is going to do. I, they just, they have, they have been such a monopoly for all of this time, and nobody comes. This is not the, you know, this ain't like the XFL starting up over here with, with Greg Norman running it. This is a league that is taking top names. And they had that talk this past week that was announced. I know you were busy getting the uh, high school show together, but there was an announcement that before this, Tiger was going to show up. and and, and Well, he showed up know. this week. Yeah, showed up this week and, and, and had a talk. Him and Rory, he talked to Rory and the guys that were playing, still a part of the tour, and, and get them in a mindset that this is where you need to be and the PGA Tour is the gold standard and all that sort of stuff that you do when you're trying to <laughs> keep people from jumping over to the – the green I still, I, I still say, what's the live to his commitment to this sport? It doesn't matter at this point because everything else that we talk about on this show and everywhere that, else, that, that's what's going to sustain it. That's why it's going to last. It's going. It's going to be. It's not going to last. It's not going to last because of the money. Youth participation is the lifeblood of any sport. If kids ain't playing, you know, it, it, it's going to go away. So that's what I'm saying. The PGA Tour, we know, is committed to, 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 to the youth and what's coming next in the sport. Well, so because we, co- we can say these guys, most of them are over forty. They most of them, some of them have won a major tournament. They made their money on this tour. They ought to get some cash and try to stay healthy so they can play the over fifty tour. Well, to Bruce Kepka ain't over are. forty, and you know and, what I mean. And, and Johnson, I get what you're saying. They're established right. players, right? But let me let me just remind you this: we have been talking about the decline of of golf period across the board. All the more the reason, expe- all the more reason to talk about the, the, the commitment to the game. Well, they better commit now. They better start committing. And they better go around the country and rebuild and sink some money into these golf courses that are closing down, especially the public ones, inner city. They got the same uphill battle that Major League Baseball does as far as getting American players to 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 commit to baseball playing has made baseball. Their adjustment. Baseball has made their adjustment. Well, it, it's, they, a, they, it's because a they, slow they, they, up, they, and now it's quick. We've seen a guy get drafted in nineteen. He's playing center field. Dude, here you in mentioned one dude though. That's right. One there's guy more, though. There's overall. more of them. There's more of them. This there's his most not, recent baseball draft. His most recent baseball draft. Let me ask you a question. Let what? me ask you a question. What Playing you on major league teams right now, what would you right say? Right now, I'm saying, I'm saying, right now, but we're I'm talking, talking about, about baseball this. has made the turn. They've made the turn, but it's still an uphill battle. That's all I'm saying. As long as you got soccer, we talk about lacrosse uh, being one of the up and coming sports. I'm just saying the options that are there for youth participation in sports is not helping. Major League Baseball or baseball period, do what they would like to do, bringing American youth back to the sport in the numbers it used to have. And it's just it's just like everything else. There's more options out there. 
and and whether you you cite this player or that player or these guys coming up, I agree with you. Yes, there are some, and I'm glad they're landing here in Atlanta, playing for the Braves, like a few to land up there in Chicago. But still, they're landing here. I just feel like golf and baseball and a couple other of the established sports have an uphill battle because of the amount of of other sports and the accessibility to them. That's there. Well, yeah, that's all I'm well, that, that, well, at least there, at least there is, is a commitment to it. The live to it, we don't know if they have no, any commitment right. at all. You're that. right. You're absolutely and, and so right. That, that, that's my thing about the, about the live tour. What's their commitment to the future of the sport? Yet again, some, a lot of guys out there now they're throwing some money at them. But who's to say in a couple of years say, you know what, we have done this and we over it? Yeah, and and, and, and they can do that. And they could, and I guarantee you, the dudes, the dudes that are on that tour, gonna have a whole lot more money in their pocket to say, all right, well, cool, we got, we listen. If they play three years, given what they're getting paid right now, they'll be good. Well, then why are they filing <laughs> suit to come and play out here at East Lake this week? I don't know. We could do, we could do a deep dive into that, and maybe there was things that were said by the PGA that they're backing down on, and and that's that's could be one of the reasons why I haven't really checked every reason why. But if you're a private contractor and you're, it's like restraint of trade or whatever that phrase is, then when there's somebody's keeping you from doing your job, uh, that could be one of the reasons why we need to get a golf. Hey, where's the sports rev? He's going to be on next week. I know he's covered we, we, East uh, Lake thing. He, we got well, no, we're going to talk to sports rev because he's no longer just sports. Yeah, well, he's that's now, true. He's, he's running, now, running everything. He's running everything in Covington, and and he's preaching this morning too. Ooh. And I could go out. So we got to catch him one Well, he one hit morning. me back and said he's ready to come on next week. Well, we'll, we'll see if we can get him, him on next yeah. week and talk about his new role. Yes, so, that was congratulations to him absolutely, on that. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, Gabriel Stovall, a uh, friend of the show, back in the metro Atlanta area. Of course, he was down and working in Augusta for a period of time. And the folks at Augusta were really excited about him, and he checked out on him. Uh, <laughs> 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 you know, but I mean, I mean, but, you know, for an opportunity to basically run a newspaper. Rather than to yeah. be an editor or a writer, uh, to be entrusted with that for that community, and it's a place where he's worked before, so he feels like he's coming back home. And so, uh, yeah, we, we give Gabriel Stovall a, a shout out. Can't wait to have him on the show. Do you see a an opportunity there? Where I was talking earlier with John Grant and 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 having some sort of connection with the film industry and what I do as far as getting the extras. Um, maybe connected with some of these and 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 build something that could be an asset to you know both the film industry, the casting directors that are, are placing people there as extras, and these events that are happening, the, the Miak and Squack Challenge, the Celebration Bowl, these games that are coming to the city of Atlanta. I absolutely think so. I mean, they're, they're doing something. And Jay Harris also, who's been a friend of the show from ESPN, is, is going to be a part of something that's taking place at Westlake High School on Thursday. Uh, so games like this, like the Celebration Bowl and, and, and like the Miak and Squack Challenge, like to plug into the community and talk career. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, so obviously with that happening here in town, there are obviously the possibilities to not just have people go on tours and see movie sets, but also get them to plug into careers um, that are taking place in Atlanta. I, I, I think there's very much uh, um, uh, a place for that. Absolutely. And, and behind the camera jobs. I'm not just talking about in yeah. front of the camera. Oh, yeah. I'm talking oh, about yeah. ca- when you say careers, man, we, we, electricians, carpenters, all those jobs that are on a movie set. So Very much. We, we will have more conversations about that. All right, mm-hmm. let me guys, let me drive you guys to the website again, 92.9thegame.com slash casting call. You're going to see a fresh list. I had a fresh list yesterday, Sam, because you weren't going to be here. It was me and Eric, and I wanted folks to go there and see what's there. You can also see it on Get Cast with Greg on Twitter. Okay. And I asked for something I, I don't think I've ever asked for before. What was that? Okay, last week it was a contortionist, mm. which, by the way, last week they were looking for men and women 
who are extremely flexible for a party scene, contortionists, if you will. Okay. Same thing this week, but it's more specific. They're looking for a, a black male okay, who is a contortionist or extremely flexible. I don't know what divides the two. Uh, do you, if you're extremely flexible, do you have to get to a certain level before they give you the moniker of contortionist? I, I know a lot. Of, I don't know. I don't either. But you, as long as you can show you can fit into a box or something, I don't know. They'll hire you. So that was one, and that's on this week's too. You'll see that there. Destination casting has a new suspense, as they call it, dramedy. All right. Dramedy. Dramedy, like a comma, uh, a drama slash comedy. Okay. All right. Let me okay. put them together there. Okay. They are looking for, and this, by the way, is a speaking role. So this ain't extra pay. There's okay. a whole lot more. Ooh. Destination casting is casting a speaking role. This happens every once in a while. They're looking for a black male who is a little person. Okay. Five feet or under. Okay. Got to be at least 18, but looks younger, which we ask for all the time. We always ask for people to be in scenes where they're playing a high school student. Right. 18 and over, but you look younger. So that's what they are looking for. New suspense, dramedy, black male. Okay. Who is a little person, five mm-hmm. feet or under? You're now, see- when you say there's a speaking role, now how do you know how this person speaks? How do you going to hear well, their voice? Well, they are going to ask. They look, right? for, they're asking for some some things from this person, so okay. they're asking for you along with your stats and all of that stuff. If you have a resume of some sorts, and if you have a link to your reel mm-hmm. where you are speaking. Whether it's a school play or 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 something else, they or want a monologue hear, or something. Yes, because okay. what they say is this person, this character, knows more about you than you know about him. He has a larger than life personality, has no filter, and secretly is a. Now I'm not telling anything on a scale. I'm not ruining anything here because this was up on the breakdown. Okay. Secretly, he's a ghost that has been kept around by his grieving mother. Whoa. That was on the breakdown. So, again, this gives you an idea of what the character is. Mm-hmm. So if you do – see, this is always the problem with, with families that I hear from where they're getting ready to introduce their kid to the industry. And the kid's five, six, and the casting director wants a reel. But yet they don't have one because they, they haven't done have anything right, yet. Right. So they stick them in front of a you know a wall and they have them do some scenes from whatever their favorite – you know, movie is at that point, Disney movie or something, to get an idea of the person. They don't want an impression of the movie. They just want to see them there. It's kind of the same thing. So, so if you this, can do that? That You recommend that? If you've never done anything before, absolutely. Get your camera and get a monologue. Doesn't have to be professionally done? Sam, if not, well, you want to tape yourself, but the iPhones right now, their quality for as far as taping anything, is you have good lighting. Okay. A casting director can get some semblance of your personality from you standing and doing a scene. If you, who had never produced, uh, been a part of a show before, and, and uh, Project Sam, I would put you in front of something and I would give you a script or a couple scripts from some, some exists that would fit your personality, okay? Okay. And, and have you read those, and that's your tape. So that's how you get into the industry. You get done. If you, when you retire and you want to start getting booked and you want to start looking for an agent, that's how I would put together your demo you know get together hey this is a preacher role this is a teacher role this is this role those and that would make up your tape 
Okay. So we do it that way. Anyway, there's those. Destination Casting's got a couple needs. We got, listen, I want to drive you guys to Chris Redding Casting. They need families for an insurance company campaign. Five different types of families. Be sure to check that out. Chris Redding Casting. From an Asian family to multi-ethnic husband and wife, uh, Native American family, white single parents. All right, so there's the, the Hispanic parents. There are all manner, excuse me, Caucasian, if you will, single parent, male or female for that. So there's a number of new opportunities for you there, and Casting TaylorMade has a number of needs for the takeover. Questions, greg.clarksonodyssey.com, and, uh, of course, check out the list on Get Cast with Greg on Twitter. Coming up, 9 o'clock hour, going to talk to John Nelson next. Friend of the show, Atlanta United is going at it this afternoon. Get his thoughts on what the team has up in front of them and their playoff hopes. It's Sam and Greg, Sports Radio 929 The Game, 929thegame.com. And take us with you on the Odyssey app. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.